Here's to the runners that don't necessarily have that big breakout moment. The runners who take a little bit off each season and show true grit and persistence just by showing up and trying to maximize and squeeze every little bit of themselves. Our guest this week, Erica Digby, mostly fits into that category. If you follow her year-to-year progress, it's been pretty consistent and linear. This year has been a little bit different though, starting the year with a 5,000 PB of 1553, Erica has cut that down to 1533 in just three races, with promise for even more this season. We talk about what's clicked this year for her training, jumping in for pacing duties at the BC Distance Carnival, and the running culture of her city, Vancouver, British Columbia. My name is Michael Rokas, you're listening to The Terminal Mile, at The Terminal Mile on Twitter and Instagram, a Tracky Radio production. All right, 2019 has been a fairly wild year for you, uh, including three races, one after another, where you just you started off great and then you just kept on getting better, including a 15-33-51 um, at, at Oxy uh, or at the USATF Distance Classic just a few weeks ago. You know, one thing that I noticed when looking at those times, there's about a 15-second progression from that first 5,000 to ultimately your last race which was a pb what uh i mean like is is that how you've raced in the past where it's just been taking you know chunks off like that race after race yeah um i i don't think i've really raced like that in the past um like you said i've had three races this year mount sack in april and peyton jordan and then um, most recently occidental um so back when i raced mount sack i was still doing some uh, longer sort of more base season workouts. So I didn't make the race a huge focus. Um, so by that, I mean, I trained kind of right up until the race and I didn't really taper much for the race at all. Um, I think the race was Friday and I worked out on the Wednesday afternoon. So I kind of went right into it without much rest. Um, and it was only until really after Peyton Jordan that I started doing some shorter, sharper workouts. Um, more in preparation for the meet at Occidental. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of where the 15-second progression comes from. Um, I also think that the races and the pacing in those races were extremely different. So, um, for example, my first 3K split at Mount Sac and at Peyton Jordan was probably about 930 Um, and then at Occidental, my three K split was about 15 seconds faster than that. So, um, I think, yeah, getting out hard at Occidental helped my overall race time. And, um, even if I wasn't able to negative split, I think that that's kind of where the the progression comes from. So, you know, 1533 is, is one of those times where, you know, it's, it's one of those times where it's a PB for you. Yes. But like, it kind of puts you in a, in a different conversation now where, you know, you can start looking at, at, uh, you know, a whole host of new teams that, that you could, you know, potentially join, you know, national teams. Is, is that something that, that you've thought about? And like, have you prepared for, for that side of running that fast? Um, kind of, yeah, I, I think, um, my goal, my, big overall goal this season was to break into sort of the 1520s. Um, so I, I looked for races that were going to start chipping away at my current PBs, um, without feeling overwhelmed or like I was in over my head. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely something that's at the back of my mind, but right now I'm sort of still focusing on the, 
the bigger overall goal of just getting my time down and feeling comfortable racing in the 1530s and hopefully the 1520s. So um, that's kind of where my head's at right now. You know, kind of looking at that that last race at, at Occidental, and you know, seeing someone like Rachel Cliff right in front of you, uh, Regan Yee, who has been fantastic over the over the last couple of years as well, too. That that puts you in some some pretty big or some some really good and and really fast company. You know, what what was your thought as as you finished? You know, crossed the finish line, looked at the results, looked who was around you, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I I was definitely happy with the result. I'm I'm always happy with the PB. Um, I think it definitely um, it's definitely cool to see people like Rachel and Regan uh, not too far off from me, and it it gives me confidence that I can hopefully keep keep competing well and keep PBing over the next couple of races as well. Um, so yeah, it, it was kind of a funny feeling when I finished. I was I was happy with fifteen thirty three, but I also still have um, I still want to finish I still want to finish the season a little quicker. So yeah, it's it's a good stepping stone, um, and yeah, I think it sets me up for hopefully some more quick races in the future this year. You know, as you mentioned, uh, Mount Sac. Uh, Occidental College and and Peyton Jordan, those are, are some some very big meets there. Some some almost iconic, I would say, recent recently iconic track meets in, uh, in North America. You know, talk to me a little bit about your meet selection process. I mean, why those meets, and you know, was it was it fairly fairly easy to get into those uh, this year? Yeah, I started looking for races that were, like I said before, gonna kind of start chipping away at my current PBs. Um, I think that my my main goal is the 5K right now um, and just putting myself in the best possible position to PB in the 5K. Um, so I have Portland Track Festival coming up um, coming up pretty soon. But I also do want to see how quick I can run a 1500 right now with more of a 5K lead up. So um, hopefully I'll race a 1500 at Harry Jerome and then, yeah, and then do a, a mix of 1500s and 5Ks in Europe before nationals at the end of July. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a whole lot to unpack there, but you know, I think a good place to to start would would be that you know the fact that you are taking on more five thousands now, where you know perhaps a couple of years ago I would say that you looked like you were more you know fifteen hundred based. Um, you know, it looks like there's there's a bit of of a progression there. Is is that something that that you've thought about consciously? And like, when did you know that it was time to move up in distance? Yeah, I definitely have thought about it for the past couple of years. I think um, I, like you said, I started out more as a fifteen hundred meter runner. Um, I don't know if there was an exact moment where I thought that I could jump up to the five k. I think it was. Um, it just happened over time. Um, I do think that maybe when I sort of broke nine ten for the first time in an indoor three k, that was probably the first time where I thought that I had a bit more in the tank in those longer distances and that I could be more competitive in the 5k outdoors. So, um, that's what I remember. That's when I remember feeling that I could jump up and, and be somewhat successful at the next, the next distance. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, that's one thing I'm, I'm kind of interested about as well, too, in that when you were in university, it seemed like your specialty was was kind of in that that uh, 1500 to to 5000 range. And, you know, that was that was a couple of years ago. Was it was it one of those things where you almost had to accept that, that uh, you know, this this was the distance that, that you were really comfortable at and, and perhaps this was was your wheelhouse sort of distance? Yeah, um, I think like you said, I, I've always been, or when I was in university, I was always a little bit more comfortable with the shorter distances. I think just, um, that's what I was used to racing in high school. And I was never really one for, um, like a huge amount of mileage and, and, um, lots of kilometers and training and things like that. So, um, I, I started to focus on the 5k probably in the last two years. Um, and yeah, it definitely has been a little bit of a, a progression. I think, um, I, I do enjoy it a lot more now than I did back at the beginning. Um, but I think I'm also just becoming more comfortable with the distance and starting to enjoy the training a little bit more now. Well, that, that's a great place to go next. I mean, what, uh, what has been in this training block with, you know, more focus on, on the 5,000s and, you know, are there any workouts that have really clicked for you and, and you feel, you know, like perhaps are, are more mentally affirming, um, you know, as far as what your fitness is? Yeah. So, um, I kind of talked about it before, but I didn't do a ton of faster paced, sharp workouts before, Mount Sac or, or around Peyton Jordan. So it wasn't until after Peyton Jordan that I felt like I put in a little bit more speedier intervals on the track, um, and speedier workouts. So, um, that's kind of been this most recent training block, or I should say the training block leading into the Occidental meet. Um, right now, because I had a bit of time off before my next race, um, I am back to a little bit more longer, um, tempo workouts and longer base track workouts. Um, but one of the workouts that maybe really clicked was, um, workouts such as six by 800 on the track and kind of trying to average under 220. Um, or we've done 14, 400s and tried to average about 67 pace. So, um, workouts like that, that are, uh, workouts like that give me a bit more confidence going into a 5k just knowing that I can I can average a little quicker than I have in the past um, just helps me feel ready on on 5k race day <laughs> oh definitely definitely you know I noticed that you are signed up for the 10,000 in Vancouver the national championship uh, sponsored by by Hertz I feel like I, I should mention that is is this something that uh, that you are actually doing or are, is this an elaborate plan to get you uh, in as a, as a pacemaker perhaps? <laughs> no, I am not racing a 10,000 just yet. So yeah, <laughs> I just registered to pace the 10K women right now. Um, so the plan is hopefully to take them through about five or 6K um, at the 10K world standard and then, and then I'll call it a day after that. So no 10,000 race for me just yet, but maybe in the distant future, I'll consider racing a 10K on the track. But yeah, it still seems pretty intimidating to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
there seems to be like a lot of excitement uh, surrounding that event, and I think right, rightly so. They're, they're trying a whole bunch of really, really cool stuff. What's the, what's the feeling on the ground um, out there in Vancouver? You know, is is there a lot of excitement surrounding this event? Yeah, I think there are definitely a lot of excitement. Um, I feel like every time we come to practice, there's some new news about pyrotechnics or drummers or cool little things that are just being added to the meet. So. Um, I think people are getting really excited for it and it's involving so many different runners from so many different parts of Vancouver and or parts of Canada really. Or, um, and I think it's going to be a really cool mix of um, kind of recreational runners and then we have the elite runners as well. Um, so I think it's going to be a really special event. You know, as as someone who has uh, has made the trip over to Europe and and has run run very well over there, is is that what you think that we need to to kind of you know boost uh, the amount of attendance uh, from from elite athletes at some of our domestic meets? Um, I don't know if it's totally necessary. I think it definitely helps a lot. I think the more you can make it fun for the spectators and have these extra little. Um, extra little events in there. I think that it, it always helps and it boosts, um, just the environment. And I think it actually, it definitely helps make the runners run faster. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that it's definitely going in the right direction. You know, uh, a little bit earlier on, uh, we mentioned Regan, we mentioned Rachel and you in you know, one of one of the past questions as well, you, you mentioned how there's a bunch of different clubs and a bunch of really great uh, runners out in Vancouver. Uh, that's that's definitely the case. You know, what's that what's that like to run out there? I mean, like there's there's so many different clubs and, and so many great runners and stuff. Uh, I can't help but think that you probably bump into them all the time. What's what what's the atmosphere like out there as, as far as a professional runner goes? Yeah, it's funny you say that. I feel like it's Oh, it's rare that I don't see someone I know when I'm out for an easy run in Vancouver. Um, so I just, I love the running community in Vancouver. I think, um, there's, there's so many different meets that involve runners from so many different backgrounds. Um, for example, we have this St. Patrick's Day 5k run in Vancouver in Stanley Park every March, and it just has tons of different recreational runners that are dressed up in costumes and drinking beer, but it also has such a solid elite field. So I think that really just speaks to the running community in Vancouver. And that's a good example of what it's like. Um, I've lived in Vancouver my whole life apart from university. So I've always had UBC super close and Pacific Sphere Park and the trails really close to me. And um, it's, yeah, I think that it's, um, unlike anywhere else, really in the world for running. You, you know, um, I can't help but think that with all that great running around there as well, uh, you have other things to fill your day as well, too. I believe you work as well, too. You know, what is it like finding that balance as an elite athlete where that almost has to be, you know, on, on the top of mind pretty much all the time, but you have all these other commitments as well, too? How, how do you juggle all those things? Yeah, I think it is pretty hard to find a balance. Um, I'm really lucky to have a very flexible job that allows me to work part-time from home or on the road. Um, it makes training so much easier. So if I, for example, if I have a hard workout on Tuesday night, 
Um, I'll normally work from home that day, which helps me feel really fresh and ready to go when it's workout time. So, um, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm really lucky to have a job that allows me to do that. Um, and I, like I said before, I, I grew up in Vancouver. So my whole, my whole family is really within five, 10 blocks of where I live. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's nice to see them and, and, um, be able to kind of have that help the balance in my life. You know, looking back to before the track races this season, you actually went abroad. You, you raced in, in Aarhus at the uh, at the World Championship uh, cross country. Um, talk to me a little bit about that experience, because I mean, like you weren't, uh, you know, in the big races or whatever. But you know, the way you were a part of seem seem pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I was so excited to be selected for that team because it's really unlike anything I've ever been a part of before. Um, it's pretty rare that I get to be a part of a relay team, um, let alone like a mixed gender cross country relay. Um, so I had so much fun going over there. Um, the course obviously was insanely difficult, even for just one lap of two kilometers. Um, but the spectators were so energetic and the atmosphere was so amazing that it made the whole experience just that much better. Um, I'm not sure if I would have survived the full 10 kilometers on that course, but I had such a great time cheering for the rest of the team. And I think that the Canadian men's and women's senior and junior teams were made up of some of the toughest runners I've ever seen. So, um, it was really inspiring to watch as well. You know, on the note about the course, you, I mean, you've seen so many takes on it from from really everyone. Does it does it live up to the hype? Was it as crazy as they said? Oh yeah, I was crazier than they said, and I only ran one lap, so <laughs> it was nuts. You know, I see that that you're listed as as miles to marathon on a lot of the results and that sort of stuff. And and miles to marathon, uh, they they definitely have a special place in my heart. They it's it seems like they are doing a lot of things really really right out there in Vancouver. Um, I'm kind of interested, uh, you know, about your relationship with the group. Well, why why are you listed as that? Yeah, so BC Endurance Project is more of a group um, that's provincially funded while mile to marathon is the club that most of the BSET members are a part of. Um, so I really like being part of such a big group with runners from across Canada. Um, lots of the BSET members coach with mile to marathon as well. So even though our BSET practices and the mile to marathon practices don't line up or we don't train together, I think the two groups are still fairly intertwined and um and that's the club or mile to marathon is the the club that we register under for for races and things like that you know they they do a lot of really cool stuff uh you know with with their whether it be their social runs or their chase the pace or you know just you know seeing some pictures from some of those really really big workouts that, that they put on have you been out to uh to anything that they do you know what's what's the feeling around that yeah, I think they they get so many people out at all their practices. Um, I've been up to I've been out to a couple, and I think their energy is is awesome as well. Um, it's really cool too. My my mom goes to the mile to marathon practices, so it's it's like I said before, it's just tons of different runners, and it's really cool to overlap with that group. Um, 
and yeah. You know, you mentioned that you're part of the BSEP group. Um, that's something fairly new to you. Um, how have, how would you describe, you know, uh, Coach Rich Lee's, uh, you know, training in comparison to some of the other, some of the other uh, coaches that you've trained with? Is is it something that uh, was completely new to you? Is there is there anything that he does special or any focuses that, that he has? Um, yeah, it, it, there's some similarities. There's some differences between um, his training and the groups that I've been a part of in the past. Um, one of the main differences, I think, this year is I've had sort of two recovery days in between hard track sessions. So that's something new um, that I've never really done before. Um, I would say we kind of do two and a half harder workouts a week as opposed to what I've normally done, which is three hard sessions a week. So I think just having that extra little bit of time to focus on recovery um, and make sure you're feeling good going into the next workout. I think that's something that's really helped me this year. You know, we, we've touched on, on it a little bit, but, uh, you know, what's, what's coming up next for you? Like where can people, uh, follow along and, and see some results, uh, as they happen and see if you, if you hit those big goals that you've set. Yeah. Um, so I am racing the Portland track festival coming up. Um, and then after that, I am going to pace the um, distance carnival. Um, so I'm going to pace the 10K women there. And then I will do a 1500 at Harry Jerome. Um, and then, yeah, and then I'll kind of look at going to Belgium to do a couple of races there before nationals. Um, and I'll have BC champs thrown in there as well, right before Europe. Um, so yeah, busy time coming up, but I'm excited to race more. You know, I think we'd be quite remiss if we didn't mention it because we, as of this taping, we're just a couple hours removed, uh, from a, a brand new Canadian record. Um, especially in, in an event that, that you have participated a lot in this year. Um, you know, what, what are your initial thoughts seeing, seeing that brand new, uh, Canadian 5,000 record? I know. Oh my gosh. It's so impressive and so mind blowing. Um, it's also really inspirational. So yeah, huge congrats to Gabriella and, um, I'm so happy for her. I think that's amazing. All right, Erica Digby, she's had a fantastic year so far this year, been taking, you know, major time off your 5,000. It's been really a lot of fun to watch it as well, too. And, you know, really appreciate you uh, you being on the, on the show this week. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to Erica as well as the tracking for their ongoing sport. Hey, don't forget to catch our new show, Track Wrap. It's out every Monday. It's a nice little neat five-minute or less package of all the track news from the previous week. Subscribe to the show feed wherever you get this to make sure you don't miss an episode, whether that be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. And while you're there, drop us a rating and a review. We always enjoy hearing what you think. You can find us on social media at The Terminal Mile. We're on both Instagram and Twitter with that handle. My name is Michael Rokas, and you've been listening to The Terminal Mile a tracky radio production. Yeah.